Packers draft good. Packer Nation. Welcome to an episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't how do you back But it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. This is how draft grades are supposed to work. It's like the ones that come out right after the draft are meaningless. It's the one three years from then that those are the ones that mean something. Grassi, and today we are going to be revisiting the 2019 NFL draft for the Green Bay Packers, evaluating what kind of draft it was for the Packers, putting a grade on it, and sending everybody home happy. Before we get to that, I want a big shout out and thank you to some new Patreon and YouTube members. First on the Patreon side of things, we got Kaylee with a big membership, a big shout-out, and thank you to you. And over on the YouTube side of things, joining the Grassy Posse Plus, we got Clifton Rose and Jonathan Abrams. A big shout-out and thank you to you both. Now, again, doing the draft grades right after the draft is always fun. It's fun to speculate and see how we think teams did. But we honestly have no idea until at least three years out. That's when a draft class really can come together and you could kind of grade them on their potential, how useful they've been to the team compared to where they were drafted. And so we're going to do that with the Packers 2019 draft class, which was a pretty damn good draft class for them, especially early on. And so with that, let's get to it. Starting off with our first First round pick, the number 12 pick, we decided to go get Rashawn Gary. Uh, listed as a linebacker by then, also could have been listed as a defensive end, depending on what website you looked at. And there was a lot of people who were upset when Rashawn Gary was picked at number 12. And I will be very honest, when I was looking at Rashawn Gary's college tape, I saw that he had a lot of speed, could definitely be a difference maker. But the thing that concerned me the most, and I remember it to this day, was that he got pushed to the outside a lot. If a tackle was able to kind of push him off of his trajectory, he would get too far outside and he would have to come and wrap all the way back in and maybe not get after the quarterback. But oh boy, was I the happiest person ever to be wrong because this pick has been phenomenal. Rashawn Gary has played 47 games with the Green Bay Packers. In that time, he's had 16 and a half sacks, nine and a half, which were last year. He's been getting better and better every single season. 103 tackles, had two forced fumbles last year. On top of that, he led the team with 28 QB hits, which was number seven in the NFL, and he was number five in QB pressures in the NFL. The guy, as soon as he got to the team, has been a workhorse and really has been a stud. He's the guy who allowed us to be able to release the dare Smith, and no one's really worried about it because him and Preston Smith both had over nine sacks last year, and they're a great duo that is going to make QB's lives miserable this upcoming season. The combination of speed and power that Rashawn Gary have have made him a phenomenal player, and the best part is, is the best really is yet to come for him because he's just getting better, like I said, every single season. So this pick was absolutely phenomenal. I know a lot of people were concerned when we did it, including myself. But that's why we wait three years to actually do the draft grade. Then with our second first round pick, the number 21 overall pick, we went in safety and got Darnell Savage. Darnell Savage. Uh, 
Played 46 games with the Green Bay Packers. Has had eight interceptions, 26 passes defended, two forced fumbles, and 193 tackles. Good news, has had two interceptions at least every single season that he's played for the Packers. That's good. Bad news, there are some times that he does get burned, and I think that you just expect and want more considering where he was chosen, the fact that the Packers did give up some capital to go and get him. But overall, I think that Darnell Savage's book has not been written yet because there's some really good aspects of his play. I think under Joe Barry in his second year, he could be even better. We already have Adrian Amos, who in my opinion is the most underrated player on the Packers right now. If Savage is able to up his game and live up to that first round promise, that secondary is going to be even better than I think it's already going to be. So again, right now, Darnell Savage, I would put it like at a solid B right now. Kind of a little steep for the first round pick, but he also hasn't been bad for us. And if he can pick up his game a little bit, yeah, we're going to be real good. Then in the second round with the number 44th overall pick went offensive line Elton Jenkins. And you could go back and look at the video I put out right after we drafted him. I was ecstatic about this. I don't think, if I'm remembering correctly, he didn't allow a sack in college for quite some time, maybe ever when he was playing in a certain position. He was originally listed as a center, but as Packer fans know, he has played every single position along that offensive line, and he has done it well. He wants to do blindside and be the left tackle? Great. Right tackle works. Center works. Guard? It works. He's played 40 games. Yes, he got injured last season, and that was definitely a downer, but Elton Jenkins is one of the best offensive linemen, and more importantly, is arguably the most versatile offensive lineman in the NFL. Considering we were able to get him in the second round and the Packers have been able to utilize him in so many different positions along that line and not be able to worry about it, this is a home run of a pick. Elton Jenkins, when his contract is up, is going to get a crap ton of money. And unfortunately, because he wasn't drafted in the first, there's no fifth-year extension, so I think Elton Jenkins is going to get a big old payday after this season and it's going to be worth every single penny. Then in the third round with the number 75th pick overall, the third round curse continued as we went tight end drafting Jace Sternberger. Played two years with the Packers. Unfortunately, had a bunch of injuries that kept him off the field. He had some off the field issues. The Packers then decided to go and draft some tight ends like Josiah DeGuara and Robert Tunyon started to emerge. And unfortunately, Sternberger never really got an opportunity to show off his talent. He is currently with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, and I do wish him the very best, but this pick did not work out for the Packers. Then in the fifth round, we went defensive lineman with Kingsley Kiki. Do you love me? Oh, I had such promise for him. Played 41 games with the Packers, had six and a half sacks, had 54 tackles. He's actually now on the Arizona Cardinals. So another guy who was unable to really contribute to the team in a meaningful way that the Packers really would have liked him to. He had a ton of opportunities because we were definitely barren at that position. Kenny Clark has needed help for quite some time, which we finally did in this draft. And Kiki had opportunities, but unfortunately couldn't capitalize and he's no longer on the team. Then with the first of our two sixth-round picks, we got Kadar Holman, the corner. Another one played two years with the Green Bay Packers, is actually now a corner for the San Francisco 49ers. 
saw some rotational play. I know that there was some excitement about him, especially in training camp and preseason, but another guy who never really lived up to it and unfortunately is no longer on the team. Then with our other sixth round pick, we went running back with Dexter Williams. Thankfully, this didn't turn out to be too much of a problem because A.J. Dillon in the 2020 draft wound up just blowing people's expectations out of the water. And of course, we still have Aaron Jones. Another guy spent two years on the Packers is now actually playing in the USFL with the Philadelphia Stars, so is no longer in the NFL. But I do remember there was a time when Dexter Williams was very, very much hyped up and unfortunately just did not live up to that hype. And then finally, with our seventh round pick, we went linebacker Ty Summers, who I'm happy to report is still on the Green Bay Packers, has played 46 games for the Packers, and he's a nice rotational guy at a position that has been very, very depleted over the years. Now the Packers are actually investing in that with Quay Walker, of course, Devondre Campbell getting re-signed. But this guy's pretty darn good as a rotational guy, but more importantly, he's good on special teams. In 2020, he led the Packers with 12 special team tackles, and we'll see what he's going to be able to do, not only under Joe Barry, but we'll also see what Rich Passaccia has in mind for him, if he can still kind of carve out a role for himself on special teams, because boy, oh boy, do we need that help. So with all that being said, we had eight overall picks in the 2019 draft. Four are still on the team, four are not. With Ty Summers, going to start off with him. I think if you can get any starter in the seventh round, even as a rotational guy, I think that there's good value there considering you're basically just swinging and hoping that you hit something. It's unfortunate, especially with guys like Jay Sternberger and just our inefficiency to draft great guys in the third round. But that kind of was the harshest blow, I think, for this draft class. Then looking at Darnell Savage, like I said before, I give him like a, a B, B plus right now. He's had some really good games with the Packers, but as a first round prospect, you definitely want him to step up. However, looking at two other guys, early picks from this draft, Rashawn Gary has more than played up to that number 12 overall spot. And then Elton Jenkins in the second round has been an absolute stud. That pick alone is an A plus. So looking at all of this, I would give the Packers about an A minus just because because of how good Elton Jenkins is for that offensive line has really bailed out the Packers because you could just plug and play with him. And then in terms of Rashawn Gary, he basically replaces Darius Smith and he's younger and cheaper. Now, again, we will eventually have to pay him a ton of money, but those are two great picks, a solid pick with Darnell Savage. So overall, this was a great draft for the Green Bay Packers because as I've said many times with the draft, a lot of it's a guessing game. You could do all the scouting that you want, but the fact that they got some bona fide starters here and guys that are going to get major contracts their second time around, yeah, it's a pretty darn good draft class. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or TomGrossyComedy, all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go pack, go.